Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week is episode 169, and we're chatting about language learning and becoming fluent in a language in three months with Benny Lewis. Yeah, Benny is amazing. He's the ultimate polyglot. He basically, in the last seven years, he's learned, what is it? I think it's 11 languages. Yeah. He speaks eight fluently and then three others just a little bit more, you know, well enough to get by in. And we're just standard awe of this man. He is incredible. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk to him and you can learn how you can learn eight languages in seven years as well. <laughs> yeah. Or just one. <laughs> you know, if you, if you don't want to learn eight languages, which, to tell you the truth, I don't think everyone does. No, I don't reckon. But um, it's a really inspiring story about how you can connect with people when you travel and you don't need to spend years to become conversational, yeah. which is great. I mean, we've been using some of these tips here in Vietnam out of his book at uh, IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash fluent. And um, yeah, I've been chatting with, uh, well, not chatting, but I've been doing the functional language of ordering food and asking for the bill and things like that after only three days here. Yeah, it's amazing. So, well, yeah, what have we been up to? Well, we're in Vietnam, as you might have picked up by the fact that Craig has been talking about Vietnam. We arrived about six days ago. Mm -hmm. Before that, we were in Kuala Lumpur. And we are slightly amazed at how hot it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's why Linda's a bit slow today. (laughs) Where's my coffee? Where's my water? So um, we've just moved into a new room. We're in Moine, which is a town on the beach. We plan to be here for a few weeks because we desperately need to get caught up in some work because we've been just just traveling so crazily over the last, what, seven months, eight months. (laughs) (laughs) We hope to stay for, you know, three months or four months, but that's not going to be possible because we have to keep moving, as always. (laughs) So we'll be here for three weeks, hopefully, and we've just spent two nights in in a cheap guest house down the road and we've just moved into our home for the next three weeks. It seems quite nice. It's got blue walls. Some nice panelling up the top there. Air conditioning, which we haven't worked out how to use, but we will. <laughs> <laughs> You're committed to this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm but it's great. I mean, we've got this guest house for, what, under 10 US dollars a night for mm-hmm. both of us. And um, that means we can almost afford to stay here for three weeks, which is great. <laughs> well, the um, cheapest prices we've seen, I mean, we paid $6 a night up the road for yeah. a double room. That was also- in our hostel. Yeah, I was in a hostel. Yeah. But we um, we also saw dorm beds available for $5 a night. So that's the same. If you come and stay in a dorm, you'll pay $5 a night. Yeah. If there's two of you, you'll pay six, which is three each. Yeah. Or you so, can get a place like this, which is gorgeous. It's got, th- well, it's got a double bed and a single bed. Yeah. And your bed is here. We're waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Hey, we better get onto this interview and uh, chat with Benny, because we'll be here in uh, Moine for three weeks. So I'm sure you'll hear lots and lots about it. So uh, yeah, here's Benny. You're um, traveling around the world, staying for three months or so in, in cities to learn the language. And you're fluent in how many languages now? Um, fluent is hard to define, but I, w- I would say pretty much fluent in eight languages. Uh-huh. And I've got the basics in uh, three other languages. Okay, so kind of conversational... Yeah, when I say fluency, I mean that I still have an accent, I'll still make a couple of mistakes... But I can very confidently live my life entirely through those languages. Uh-huh. I can, um, I can say anything I pretty much want to, and if I don't know a word, I'll just talk around it. Um, I have a good flow. I like to think of fluency as the core of the word. You're, it's flowing. I'm not stopping to hesitate and pause and think, and uh, I'm confident in those languages. Mm-hmm. 
And some people will imagine you've studied each of these for like three to four years and you're in your 60s. So can you give us a, a better picture of, of your life and, and who you are? Yeah, well, basically, I actually studied electronic engineering. And when I graduated university, when I was 21, I only spoke English. And uh, I did very poorly in languages in school. I, did, I studied German and Irish. Uh, we, have to, we all study Irish in Ireland. And I couldn't speak these languages. I actually went to Germany and I, after six years of German studies, I couldn't order a train ticket. So uh, I just basically presumed that I am stupid with languages and good with mathematics and computers and whatever. Um, but I went to Spain and I lived in Spain for six months and I tried traditional methods. I attended a course, I tried lots of studying and it got me nowhere. After six months, I still had... A just the basics and I thought this isn't, this isn't good enough so uh, I really thought hard and I figured out the problem that was holding me back and, and I see it all the time every time I see expats living in countries who don't learn the language who claim that it's because they're not smart enough uh, it's for a very simple reason that they're always speaking English mm-hmm. and it, it seems so obvious in, in retrospect but what I was doing for the first six months in Spain was uh, studying a bit of Spanish, but then in the evenings complaining about how hard Spanish was in English and hanging out with Spanish people who were pretty much with me to practice their English and mostly socializing with Irish and Americans and um, Kiwis and Australians and every, everybody, but not really socializing with people who just spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I made a very tough decision, but it's a decision that changed my entire life. Um, the 1st of November 2003, I decided to do an experiment and not to speak a word of English for a month. Uh, the only exceptions were my job. I was working part-time as an English teacher um, and f- uh, weekly phone calls to my parents. But as soon as I stepped outside the door of uh, teaching English classes, nothing could happen in English. So um, I... It was really hard because despite all my studying, I couldn't conjugate verbs. I didn't know basic vocabulary, but I didn't let myself uh, speak English ever. So I found ways to communicate, communicating with my body, communicating using extrapolation from single words that they would tell me. There are many, many ways to actually communicate without knowing a language inside and out. And the, the last seven or eight years have been focusing on that for me, discovering how to communicate in a language, even if you are not an expert of the language. Mm-hmm. So let's get into this, um, this idea that you're writing about in fluentin3months.com, which you call language hacking. Yeah. So you managed to um, severely piss off a lot of academics and linguists mm-hmm. um, simply because you're out there using the language conversationally. Is, is that the... The basic premise, or is there yeah. more to it? What, what's the foundation? The foundation is speak the language from day one. Don't wait until you're ready. And this does piss off the academics because a lot of them say, you know, if you make mistakes early on, they will be burnt into you and you will make those mistakes forever. And I don't, I don't go with that because uh, I am constantly improving all of my languages, even languages that I'm very happy with. I'm always looking for ways to improve them. But the whole, my big secret is speak the language from day one. So when, um, after Spain, I went to Italy and France, and I kept doing this for different languages, 
up to the stage of having seven languages fluently. And then four months ago, I arrived in Germany to actually make something of the German that uh, school had never really helped me, with, helped me with. And I did exactly the same thing. I had been warned that in Berlin, of all places, it's very hard to uh, convince Germans to speak English with you. And even when my German was, was very uh, frustrating to listen to, I still, in the first three months, never spoke a word of English with any German person. Unless there were couch surfers in the group or something. But one-on-one uh, -on -one and in most situations, I never spoke English uh, with Germans. Mm -hmm. And so the ways I did this uh, um, is firstly confidence. I've worked really hard on being uh, just more social, more confident person. Because I was, I was uh, an introvert. I was shy when I was 20. And I think this does make a huge difference. And that's not related to intelligence. This is just putting yourself out there doing something a friend of mine called social skydiving, where you just uh, force yourself to make friends. And traveling alone has helped that a lot because uh, um, it, I arrive in a place and I don't know anybody. Uh, no one's going to help me. Mm -hmm. And no, if I continue in that path, then I will have no friends and leave three months later with no social experience. But that I've been forced to get out of my shell, walk up to complete strangers and say, hello, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. And that confidence, it has a snowball effect. So it, it affects all areas of your life. So even when I have a weak uh, command of a language, the confidence comes across. People see that and they sense it. So even if it's me versus someone who has studied a language for a long time, um, who knows a language inside and out compared to me, and I, I have met people like that, I've still been told that I seem to speak the language better. And it's only because I'm confident about it. Mm -hmm. I saw you yesterday with uh, Lonely Planet Phrasebook um, in Hungarian, which is your next language. Is, yep. is that where you start? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if you want the actual phrases, um, that, that's, where, that's where I start to actually get some words out there. Uh, I don't start learning grammar books because that's an endless task. There's endless amount of grammar, and grammar is just... Um, how to speak a language perfectly but I don't need to speak a language perfectly I need to communicate so I grab myself a Lonely Planet phrase book it's my favourite one to start with and learn the phrases and then later on I'll get to the structure and understand the particular words but when I'm starting I need phrases I need to say where is the bathroom how much does that cost and all the typical things mm -hmm. so I start with that and um, uh, I've got a, a few ways to actually memorise them quicker so I like to throw in some music um, instead of saying, uh, you know, in German, um, wo ist die Toilette? I'd actually say, wo ist die Toilette? Or something like this. Just try to sing it out. Mm -hmm. And that sticks in your head a lot quicker. Sure. Um, so, yeah, start, definitely start with the phrase books. Mm -hmm. I also notice your, your accent doesn't have a lot of English inflection when you're speaking Spanish and German the other night. Mm. Um, how do you... Get in your ear. I mean, it's easy, I'm sure, after you've been through a few languages. But for someone who's a native English speaker, they're looking to pick up their first language. Being understood is three quarters about accent and, yeah. and intonation and um, and the the rhythm of a sentence. Where do you get that from in the beginning? Okay. Well, for, uh, actually, it doesn't it doesn't uh, uh, obstruct so much with understanding. If you have a strong accent, people will still understand you fine. So I don't want people to think. They shouldn't speak because of that. But what I have done is, uh, it, it seems like such a monster task 
But any task you break down into pieces and work on those pieces uh, intensively, you will get through it. So what I did is instead of thinking I need to stop speaking with a foreign accent, I looked at each aspect of my accent. I spent three days working on rolling my Spanish R. That was the, my purpose of existing for those three days. So I got friends to explain mouth and tongue positions to me. I looked up a bunch of videos on YouTube and everything like that. And I practiced it a bunch and really tried to get it out. If you try to do it in 10 minutes, you're not going to get it. But I drilled myself and I got that R, the Spanish R, how to roll it in three days. And then I worked on my next letters. I worked on trying to... Another thing about accents is that European uh, Latin languages like Spanish and French are more vowel-based. And English and German are consonant-based. So you need to actually pronounce your vowels very clearly and give the consonants less importance, less uh, of a kind of a sharp part of the sentence. So all of these little things, they're just little pieces that build up. Mm -hmm. um, and if you really analyze how you're speaking, you'll be able to eliminate them, eliminate them. But one bit at a time will get you to the end. Sure. And it's not just European languages you've studied. Um, well, I did dabble in some Thai. Um, I did. That's one of the languages that I'd say I'd, I'd like get by a little bit basically in, but definitely not not so confidently. Um, and the root, everything I say worked just as well with uh, with that non-European language. And I'm taking on Hungarian, which is also not technically a European language. It's mm -hmm. situated in Europe, but it's nothing like uh, like Russian, English, Icelandic, uh, Spanish, Romanian. All of these languages are part of the Indo-European group. And Hungarian isn't. So there's nothing really in common uh, with the other languages. So uh, well, I'm, sh I'm still sure everything I talk about is going to work because none, not, nothing I talk about is how to get around this conjugation or how to use this trick with these languages. It's all just confidence in speaking. So as soon as I arrive in Budapest, I'm going to start speaking Hungarian and I'm not going to speak in English. Mm -hmm. And I, everyone's going to know this. And, you know, if I get any kind of resistance, then I'm going to try to uh, work with that in a way that it would make me speak Hungarian. So, like, sometimes someone would say, yeah, but I need to improve my English. Mm -hmm. So I'll help them. I'll actually um, give them advice on the best websites to learn English. I'll tell them they can host Couchsurfers to learn English. I'll tell them, I'll help them if they have a particular problem with English, but I'll explain it all in the language. I'll explain it in Spanish or Hungarian or whatever it happens to be. Um, and this means that, you know, like teach a man to fish or give him a fish, that kind of thing. I don't speak English to people. I will actually help them with their English. Mm -hmm. But I'm still getting practice in the language. Sure. And you're a big fan of couch surfing for hundreds of reasons but um, yeah. tell us about language learning and couch surfing right well I have been um, a couch surfing nomadic ambassador for uh, over four years now and I've hosted well over a thousand people and you know very well why people use couch surfing but one of my more practical reasons is I like to host couch surfers um, because it helps me maintain my languages so here in Berlin, I've hosted Brazilians and I spent three days in Berlin speaking in Portuguese. I hosted a Colombian and I was speaking just in Spanish and, uh, and so on, Italian couple. And it just means I can maintain my languages. And when I wanted to start learning, um, I was living in Paris when I started to, wanted to start learning Portuguese. I hosted Brazilian couchsurfers 
And, you know, I was still too weak to actually converse, but they really helped me get in there. And they're motivated because you're giving them free accommodation. You're, you're showing them around the city. And, like, I, I give all my couch surfers when I'm not so busy at work, I give my couch surfers a tour of the city in their language. And that forces me to constantly maintain the language. So when people say it's easy for me because I travel, I tell them I've actually done... For, most of my French has been learned through Couchsurfers because I, I didn't actually uh, advance in French as, a, as much as I would have hoped when I was in Paris. But I hosted a bunch of French Couchsurfers all over the world and there is where I learned my French. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, let's um, begin and wrap this up by talking about your website and how people can find you and what they might expect there. Yeah, sure. So if they go to fluentin3months.com, they can use the number three or the word three. Um, then they will see I give tips two or three times a week about how I apply these social learning te- techniques or language hacking techniques. And um, that's lots of stuff there. They can look through the archives. Uh, lots of comments from other people who, who contribute and give their thoughts. And I have um, explained all of this in great detail in a much easier to read format in the language hacking guide. And in uh, terms of helping people explain what I'm talking about, you read the guide in your target language. So the the guide is downloadable right now in eight languages, but at the end of um, at the beginning of September in about 20 languages. So that means people can try to actually start learning about learning languages in the target language and anything they don't understand they can compare to the English version mm-hmm. so I really want even just the reading my uh, my help I want them to actually be learning the language via that because sure. there's this annoying bubble that keeps people speaking English and I don't I don't like a lot of courses online and that you can buy are just English they're English 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 telling you about the grammar telling you about the vocabulary in English and one reason people don't learn languages, one reason I didn't learn German, despite five or six years studying it, is because it was explained to me in English. And like you, you know yourself, if you're teaching a language, you have to do it in that language. And really good English teachers will never use the local language. And it's the same the other way around. If you want to learn Spanish, you have to do everything in Spanish. You have to um, live your life through Spanish and that is the way to do it absolutely so, uh, people can check out my website uh, fluent3months.com to get more information about that and um, they're welcome to write to me they can join uh, my email list to, to get weekly updates with even more tips and uh, I look forward to hearing from them cool Benny thanks so much for coming on the show and um, hopefully I'm going to twist your arm into writing more for us in the future alright look forward to the arm twisting thank you very much Thanks a lot, Benny, for coming on the show. We really appreciated all of your tips, and we're all definitely going to use them, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, you can find out more about Benny um, by visiting IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash fluent, and that'll push you through to his fun video where he awesome. um, speaks in eight languages about, well, language learning, basically, and what, what he's learned. So that's good fun. We told him to stick with one for this interview. Yeah, it's a pity because it would have been really fun to talk eight, but sadly we don't quite have the skills yet. <laughs> <laughs> no. English, Spanish and body language. It's, that's three.
Yeah, yeah. But we only speak a certain dialect of body language. Mm, very true. Well, thanks for listening to the Indie Travel Podcast this week. Uh, we're going to wrap it up because it's been quite a long interview. But before you go, the um, Facebook competition for last month is closed. And we're going to be announcing the winners this week, just waiting on a couple more votes to come in. Yeah, so um, make sure you stop by the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Indie Travel. And uh, check out what the competition is for this week. Yeah, this and, month. Uh, and uh, this uh, month. Make and sure you enter. Yes. And thanks to our sponsors from last month as well, uh, dohop.com, which are a flight aggregation service built out of Europe. Really good prices from there. Uh, We've bought some of our tickets recently through them because they came out with the best prices. And also roughguides.com. They're giving away some guidebooks and a copy of their new book, Make the Most of Your Time on Earth. And uh, ralphalesco.com is giving away a copy of his photography ebook on taking better travel photos. And you know you want to win things like this, don't you? So make sure you <laughs> yeah. stop by facebook.com slash travel and into the competition for this month. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, as always, you can help us out by getting some quotes for things through our website and seeing if they're going to work for you. IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash flights, forward slash hotels, forward slash hostels, and forward slash insurance um, are all affiliate links. So we get a cut if you buy through them, and that really helps us out. Uh, the other one we're going to be talking about more and more as Christmas time approaches is IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Amazon. If you're going to be buying anything online through Amazon.com, stop by our site first, um, IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash Amazon, and uh, it doesn't add anything onto your cost, but it really adds up for us. Yeah, um, just click on anything and then go through, and then when you buy something, we'll get a percentage of it. Yeah, so... Um, We'd yeah. like it if you'd do that. <laughs> we would. It, would. it would help us pay our $10 a day to, uh, to continue living here. <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much us for this week. We need to go to the beach. So until next week, travel well.